Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is wonderful to be here in the house of the Lord. It's great to have everybody here today. Today is a day, so this is a great service, and I will tell you this, okay? Today is the day that we celebrate Jesus' triumphant entrance into Jerusalem, but I have finally had my second cup of coffee this morning, and the caffeine is kicking in, so I am ready to go, and we are going to praise, and we are going to celebrate God today. Because this is a great day, right? And we come to glorify Him in His house today. So let us bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You so much, dear Lord, for this beautiful day. God, I thank You for each person that is gathered here today with us here in Your house. With those that have gathered together with us on, uh, on streaming. And God, I pray, God, that as we all join together with one heart worshiping the one and true God at one table together. God, is there churches and people across Rock Hill right now that's worshiping and praising you across South Carolina and across this United States? I pray, God, that you would receive our words and our songs as a sweet incense unto you because this is your day, and we praise you for that day, and we glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do have some announcements for you. If you have not, if you did not receive the little bulletin or the, uh, the paper that has everything for us, this begins today, begins Holy Week, and we will have something every single day this week or evening this week. Those services will begin at 6.30 as we walk through Jesus' last footprints during his, during his last week here on this earth. We're going to do that, and on Wednesday, we're going to participate or partake in the Seder meal. Now, I understand that that would be the Lord's Supper or the supper that Jesus did with his disciples on Thursdays, but Thursday, but we're going to partake of it on Wednesday, and then we will talk about it and study it on Thursday. We'll have a Good Friday service. We have our Easter egg hunt for the children on Saturday, and then we're going to have a sunrise service. That will begin right at 710 uh, that Sunday morning. According to Google, that will be sunrise on Easter Sunday. So on April the 4th at 710, the sun will rise and that's when we will begin our service. But come and be a part of that. We will have our regular services at 9 o'clock and then also at 11 on Easter Sunday as well. But isn't it wonderful to be here? Amen. Amen. So we're going to start. I'm going to go ahead and cue Chris for the playing. And I'm going to ask for y'all to stand as our children come in with the palm branches. And we are going to begin worshiping and praising God for this day.
the glory, great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son. the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done. Now for us, that was precious, right? To have those kids come in and waving their palm branches, especially the grandparents and the parents. That's precious to be able to see that. But I don't think we did that good of a uh, job as far as praising God for his son coming into and entering into Jerusalem on that wonderful day. So let's sing a little bit louder. Let's have a little bit more joy, a little bit more pep in our step. Hey, that rhymed real good, right? Man, let's get into this. We are praising and worshiping God today. Amen. Let's go to that, that third verse. The great things he has taught us. Great things he has taught us, great things he has done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done. Amen. Are we here to give praise to Him for the great things He continues to do? Not just for what He has done already. So let's continue to bless His name this morning. Blessed be your name. And worship with us as we give glory to God. Blessed be your name in a land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Shining down on me when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. 
Sing with us as we sing this song. You 
are good, you are good When there's nothing good in me You are love, you are love On display for all to see You are light, you are light When the darkness closes in You are hope, you are hope You have covered all my sins You are peace, you are peace When my fear is crippling You are true, you are true Even in my wandering You are joy, you are joy You're the reason that I sing You are life, you are life In you death has lost its sting And though we're running I'm running to your arms, I'm running to your arms, the riches of your love will always be enough, nothing compares to your Creation will proclaim You are here, you are here In your presence I'm made whole You are God, you are God Of all else I'm letting go Running And though I'm running to your arms I'm running to your arms the riches of your love will always be enough. Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever I'm running to your arms. I'm running to your arms. The riches of your love will always be Nothing compares to your embrace, light of the world forever reigns. Sing, my heart will sing. My heart will sing no other name, Jesus, Jesus. My heart will sing no other name, Jesus, Jesus. My heart will sing no other name, Jesus, Jesus. My heart will sing no other name. Of your love will always be 
to the words of that song we are running to his arms the riches of your love will never be enough for nothing compares to your embrace light of the world forever reign he forever reigns amen so let's continue in that spirit of worship to come to him to give our breath give our hearts and tell him how much we need him this morning Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest, and without you, I fall apart, you're the one that guides my heart, sing what I need. Lord, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour I need you, my one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need With sin runs deep, your grace is more. Your grace is found, is where you are. Where you are.
how we do need Him. You know, we, we run to Him this morning for His love and for His mercy and for His grace to be poured out upon us. family. Uh, remember them uh, for the loss. Uh, you know, do remember them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. As they come up, I would ask if there's someone here that would stand in for Joyce Macbeth. Uh, we have been praying for Joyce in her battle with uh, cancer. Um, for those of y'all, y'all may, y'all may be seated. If I can have some ladies to come and to gather around them. and if, um, I guess, men, you can come too. We're praying for the family. take this light. This is a privilege that we have to be able to come to God and to lay hands and to intercede for our friends and for our brothers and sisters in Christ. So we we do that today and I would ask that y'all would continue to remember this family in your prayers throughout the week but also remember Joyce and David Macbeth. Uh, Shower them with your love and with your prayers uh, through this week. Also remember Marty as he is also uh, still recovering in uh, rehab for that as well. But just simply remember them, okay? In the name of our Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you so much, dear Lord, that you are here. And God, I thank you, God, for Jimmy and for Glenda and for their willingness to stand here for you. And God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would be with them because of the loss, dear Lord, that they have and for that family. God, I pray that your peace and that your strength would just simply circle around them. And God, that they would feel your mighty love upon them today. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, and through this week and through uh, you know, all of this time, dear Lord, in their lives, God, that you would be there and that you would show up mightily and strongly in their lives and that they would feel your mighty presence upon them. God, the other prayer request, dear Lord, that's unheard. God, you know what it is. God, you know the hearts. And God, you know the words that are there. And God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would minister to them and that you would speak on their behalf right now. And God, that you would go and that you would be already at work and what that is right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would be here with Wanda. God, as Wanda stands in for Joyce Macbeth, God, I pray that your spirit, dear Lord, would be powerful, dear Lord, right now. 
God, I pray that you would span, that your spirit, dear Lord, that he would span this distance and time right now. And God, as he is here with us, that he would be with Joyce and David in that hospital room right now. And God, that he would strengthen them. And God, that his peace that passes all understanding will just fill that room. And God, that your love would just be a bountiful in their presence right now. God, allow them to feel your strength and to rest in your arms because you are the only one that is worthy of our praise and you are the only one, God, that we call to because we know who you are and because we know what you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. mic off. Amen. It's uh, it's good to be here. I don't know if Jackie had them put an extra shot of espresso in my coffee or what, but man, I'm raring to go right now. We've had one service and the service was great this morning, uh, you know, as we entered into God's presence and his words, uh, you know, to us. This morning's message is going to come from the 21st chapter of the gospel of Matthew. And we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 17, which for some of you that have been in church for quite a long time, and you would know, but you would look at this passage of Scripture, and you're like, wait a minute, Pastor, you've, you've skipped over a part, because this is not the passage of Scripture about the triumphant entrance that Jesus did into Jerusalem, but this whole service and this whole message is about imagery. And the passage of scripture that we have here that talks about the triumphant entrance into Jerusalem and then what Jesus does in verses 12 through 17, it is all an image that he is trying to give to us and show us in these days. So I'm going to do my best to help you all to be able to see the image and to see what Jesus Christ really has for us in this particular passage of scripture so as we go through this, and we had the children to lay the, the palm branches down, and we have the coats and the palm branches down the center aisle here, as Jesus would have entered in, I want to take you to a passage of Scripture that is very dear to me. And as I continue to, um, to move or continue to be a, um, a pastor, this passage of Scripture really speaks to me more and more. And this is Jesus talking to us out of Luke chapter 13. And it says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you. How often have how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you are not willing. See, as Jesus enters into Jerusalem, I can imagine Jesus hearing this or saying this or speaking this, if not to his disciples, but to himself. As he looked out at Jerusalem and he knows where he is headed. And he says, I have longed 
so long in my life to just simply draw you to me so that I can protect you and so that I can provide for you and so that I can love you as a mother hen would her chicks. As a pastor, I see that through God's words. And I see that in today more and more that God is calling out and crying out to his people. Come to me. I want to love you. I want to protect you. I want to provide for you. He longs for that. In our suffering, he says, just come to me and I'll give you rest. Come to me and I'll give you a place of protection. I will be your refuge. I will be your fortress. And in the imagery that we have of today, in Matthew 21, beginning with verse 12, Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It was written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priest and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. Do you hear what the children are saying? They asked him. Yes, Jesus replied. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise? And he left them and went out to the city of Bethlehem, of Bethany, where he spent the night. So before we get into the message, I want to give you just a little bit of extra. This is free. Okay, this one's not going to charge you. I'm not going to charge you a thing for this. Do you not see what's happening here? Jesus has entered into the city and they have said those words, Hosanna to the Son of of David as he processed in. And then Jesus comes in and he cleanses out the temple. But then in verse 14, we have this long pause. Hopefully, I gave you a long enough pause. Has this long pause because something else completely happens after all of the money changers and after all the people selling the doves and stuff finally make their way out of the temple courts. Then what happens? The blind. The lame and the sick, Jesus invites them in. <laughs> He's inviting us in. We're lame. We're sick. We're the sinful ones. And he died for us, but he cleansed out the temple so that we could enter in. But then the scripture says that the chief priest and the religious law leaders... They saw the miraculous things. They saw what he was doing. Now remember, whenever Nicodemus went to meet Jesus, 
He said, we know that you're from God because we have seen the miraculous things that you have done. They know that he's from God. But they reject him once again. They're all worried about what's proper and what should be happening and what shouldn't be happening at this particular time. I actually kind of think it's funny that Jesus asked them, did you not read the scripture? Do you kind of get it? You're the ones that are the chief priests. You're the ones telling them all about the laws and stuff. But you don't know that this is written in the scripture. And it's because Jesus enters into Jerusalem. It looks similar to a mighty ruler coming into the city. After a triumphant battle. But yet it's different. It looks the same. But yet it's different. Jesus. Looked like the Messiah that they were looking for. But he was a little different. And they had problems with the difference. Because they were busy searching for the Messiah to show up the way that they wanted him to show up. And they were waiting and looking for him to do what they expected him to do. And in all of this, they missed the opportunity to praise God Almighty in their presence. We have the Holy Spirit that's with us today that we get the opportunity to praise God in the, in the midst, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. But can you imagine worshiping, praising the Messiah as He is right there with them? But they missed it. So let's look at this imagery. You know, because whenever we see this, the, the Jews would have recognized this. There's some things that came about because Jesus in this triumphant entrance is right before the feast of the Passover. Now in a military battle, they would have a festival following this. So Jesus is coming right right at the right time, right? There's already a festival already set up. And then Jesus enters in. But not only that, the the Jewish people also believed that their Messiah would come back during the Passover celebration. Do you see it? You know, the people, they're waiting. They have been waiting 400 years for God to speak. And now on this celebration, on the beginning of the Passover celebration, Jesus comes in looking like a triumphant king. But yet not. Because the triumphant king wouldn't have came into Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem was not the key city in that area or in that time. He would have had to have gone to Rome. Now see, that would be like somebody coming into South Carolina to conquer South Carolina. They would have to go to Raleigh. 
and enter into Raleigh as the triumphant king. But Jesus enters into Jerusalem. See, it's, it's almost right. It's, it's almost just like the worldly king that they were looking for. But yet it's still just it's a little bit different. Why did he pick Jerusalem? Because Jerusalem was the capital of religion for his people. He knew that he had to come into Jerusalem because he wasn't coming in as an earthly king. He was coming in as a heavenly king, as a spiritual kingdom, and ushering this in. So he doesn't go to Rome. He goes to Jerusalem. Man, see, the Jewish people would have recognized this. Because King Saul, King Saul entering into Jerusalem after all those mighty battles. Now, one of the things about this is it, it wasn't just any battle that they celebrated. See, the king had to defeat an army of at least 5,000 or more before they would throw this type of a celebration. So this is a big thing that they would do. Now, Maybe I've already got there. King Saul slain his thousands. As King David has slain his tens of thousands. Can you hear the people? Can you hear this reigning in their hearts and in their souls? We've done this before. We have celebrated kings and we have celebrated warriors coming in. See, he wasn't on a big white horse. He wasn't even in a chariot. He was riding on a donkey. A common animal. An animal that most probably everybody there had at least one. Weren't that expensive. He was bringing in humility. There again, just like the last four weeks or five weeks that we've been talking about and how Jesus through this time and stuff, he has been breaking down the boundaries of what religion was and what it should be and what it's going to be. Remember two weeks ago, he went over to a Gentile nation and he went in and he talked to, he held a conversation with a man that had been demon-possessed. All the religious leaders would have had a fit. Jesus would have had, he had to have been unclean. And not only was he, uh, you know, demon possessed, but he lived in a graveyard. Oh my goodness, you can't touch dead people. If you touch dead people, you're unclean. Jesus was there in a Gentile nation talking to an unclean man that lived in an unclean place. And at the end... It says that the man was sitting next to Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And through that, he was telling us and showing us that holiness doesn't come from the outside, but it comes from the inside. And what Jesus Christ does in us and the Holy Spirit does through us. Breaking down the boundaries. And then last week in the feeding of the 5,000, He said, the bread that you're talking about that came from Moses, 
that came from my father. That didn't come from Moses. And he said, that bread, if you ate that bread, you got hungry the next day. But if you eat from my bread, from me, you'll never be hungry again. Breaking down the boundaries of what religion and holiness is. And he does the same thing here. The earthly king that they were wanting to come in, he was riding in and he says, yes, I'm here, but not quite the way you think I should be. I'm the king of kings and I'm the Lord of lords, but not the way you want me to be. It's just the, it's the same, but just a little bit different. So whenever a king would come in and, and be taking over, they would enter into that triumphant city and they would come in and they would go right down Main Street and they would go straight to the temple. And whenever they got to the temple, they would go in and they would pray and send up prayers to their gods. And they would give a sacrifice unto their gods. And then at that point in time, that temple would become a temple of their gods. No longer of the nation that was there, but of their. And he goes straight into the temple. Just like we would imagine a ruler doing. But what does he do? He cleans it out. He gets rid of the money changers. He gets rid of the ones selling the doves. And he says, my father's house is to be a house of prayer. And you have turned it into a den of thieves. Now the den of thieves that Jesus was talking about here is not like we would think. That a thief would come into your house and steal your goods. The thief that Jesus was talking about was the religious leaders and the chief priest. And how they had turned his house into a den of thieves. Because they were robbing people of the opportunity to worship God freely. They had put so many boundaries upon them. It's key because it says doves. Because the sacrifice of doves or a young pigeon, would be a sacrifice that poor people would have been able to give because they didn't have the money to pay for the lamb. They talk about that in Deuteronomy chapter 5. It sets it up for us. See, whenever Jesus said a den of thieves, he was talking more about idolatry and about adulterous Acts and about the sin that was being committed in there. Not that they were robbing people from their money, but the sins of what they were doing and keeping people from being able to worship and to praise God freely. See, it's almost the same, but still just not quite. The way that an earthly king would have done it. The same, but just a little bit different. So we continue to walk through that passage. 
See, he goes straight into the temple. And in the area where the money changers and where the doves and stuff were, were at and being sold would have been in the courtyards. And see, that would have been the place to where the poor could have came and worshipped God. That was a place where the Gentiles would have been able to come and to worship God. But they had changed it into something else, not allowing them to be able to enter in. The king would come in and offer up a sacrifice to his God. I want you to see this because Jesus offers up a sacrifice. He offers up a sacrifice this day in the temple. But come Friday, he is going to give up the ultimate sacrifice. So what was the sacrifice that he gave up this day? Hopefully my pause, my dramatical pause in the reading gave you this indication of the cleansing out and then allowing those people to enter in. And then Jesus began to give of himself to the ones that are marginalized, to the ones that the Pharisees and the Sadducees wouldn't allow into the temple. And he made them clean. He made them whole again. He comes to us, the outcast, the ones that have fallen, the ones that have missed the mark, the ones that are unworthy. And he says, come to me and I will make you whole. Come to me and I will make you free. Free from the bondage of slavery. Free from the bondage of sin. Come to me. (laughs) See, he cleansed out the temple so that we could come in. So that we could receive him as our Messiah. It's the same, but yet just a little bit different. The sacrifice that he gave was himself. The sacrifice that he gave himself so that we would be able to be whole and complete. See, he reigns still today. He entered in to Jerusalem on that day, knowing what was going to happen, knowing that he was going to have to die on the cross, but that on three days later he would raise again. But see, he had work to do in his father's house first. He had to be able to make it open for each and every one of us to come to him. By him entering into Jerusalem the way that he did. He shows, yes, I am the king. 
but not the way that you think I should be. I am the Savior of the world, but not the way that you think it should be. Today we look at that, and I look at this, and I'm like, the preconceived notions that you have as far as what Jesus is supposed to do in your life today, it's different than what you think. The way that we praise and the way that we worship God today is different. It's almost like the same, but it's different. Because it's free and it's new and it's for us. It's for us every single day. He is new and afresh for us. But see, we're just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And we're, we're too busy. We're too busy demanding that God shows up one way. And we miss it because he shows up another way. We're, we're too busy with the things of the world To be able to see that the Messiah has truly came and that His Spirit, His Holy Spirit, is reigning free in our lives, moving in our midst, directing our path, teaching us the things that we need to know, teaching us truth, teaching us Jesus Christ. Filling us with power. The power to say no to Satan. See, it's the same. But it's still just a little bit different. Are we going to miss the opportunity to worship Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because it's just not the same way I think it should be. Are we going to miss it? Jesus longed to be able to bring the people into Him. He still longs today for us to come to Him with open hearts, with open minds, to receive Him today, today, as our Lord and Savior. Receive it today. Come to Him. Allow Him to comfort you. Allow Him to guide you. Direct you. Allow him to forgive you of your sins and to set you free from the things of this world. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, dear Lord, for today. I thank you for the words that you have given to us. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that your spirit, dear Lord, that he will continue to move in and out of our lives 
and to guide us and to direct our steps and our path. God, I pray that we would never be too busy to see you work anew and afresh in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'd ask that everyone would stand. As you're standing, I would remind you of the things that